Hey friends, welcome to the Not About Me podcast. I'm your host, Katie Taylor. I'm glad you've joined me today. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. We're almost at the end of the series talking about the six tools the enemy uses against us that keeps us from living a life that God has called us to. I want to recap those real quick and then we're going to get into today's episode on disappointment. So the first week we talked about tool number one, which is discouragement and how God gives us the tool of encouragement and being around other believers. The second tool we talked about was distraction, but God gives us a tool to fight that by having direction and purpose. The third tool from the enemy was being dissatisfied and how God gives us a tool to fight the enemy with that through contentment. Last week, we talked about the fourth tool, which is deception, but God gives us the tool of truth through Jesus to fight against that. Today, we're going to be talking about disappointment. And then next week, we're going to close out our series by talking about doubt. Don't worry, I've got you guys another series to follow this one, but I'll give you the details on that later. So for today, let's get started on tool number five on the Not About Me podcast. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about disappointment. There's a quote from the new Spider-Man movie, maybe some of you have heard it, that stuck out to me as I was watching it. Don't worry, I'm not going to give away any of the spoilers. However, MJ says one thing in the movie that really stuck with me. She said, expect disappointments and you'll never be disappointed. I heard that and thought, wow, that's not any way to live. How many people are going to hear that and think that's exactly true, right? I think at some point in our life, we identify with that because we have all faced disappointment. We could point to many times uh, somebody has disappointed us or we have disappointed somebody. Um, For many, it's what we do after the disappointment. Do we let it paralyze us in our tracks? Uh, Do we shrink back and hide in the shadows? Or do we barely just get by because we're so scared of judgment that society is going to be throwing our way, right? For some, that's very overwhelming and you hide. Others, it drives you to be angry and you rebel. Honestly, I've been in both spots. But I want to read a story from the Bible. And we're going to find ourselves in a similar area of the Bible as we were last week. Because today, I want to read from Genesis about Cain and Abel. And this story starts in Genesis chapter 4. I want to start in verse 2. And it says, Later, she, meaning Eve, gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of his firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Verse 6 says, Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you so angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Verse 8 shows us Cain's response. says, Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. See, Cain was disappointed that the Lord didn't find favor with his offering, and it made him very angry. And God warned him by saying, sin is crouching at your door. I love that just picture of sin just 
licking his chops, just ready to pounce on Cain the moment he lets it. Well, maybe you're saying, hold on, I, I've, I've never killed anybody. Well, good. That's great. I don't want you to kill anybody. I don't want you to be so angry that that happens. The point I wanted us to see is this idea of sin crouching at the door, waiting on an opportunity to steer us into some kind of sinful behavior, uh, some moment of weakness where we just let our emotions and the things of our sinful nature take over us. Satan wants you to use your disappointment to keep you from living the life that God has called you to. He wants to use your disappointment as a seed to take root in your heart, make you bitter, make you a slave to isolation, and definitely keep you from turning your disappointment into anything down the road that could bring glory to God. How about another story? I think of Peter, um, and, you know, Peter was one of Jesus' disciples, and Jesus told him, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And Peter's like, there's no way. That's never going to happen. And sure enough, as he's lingering in the court and people are asking him, hey, aren't you the guy that's been hanging out with Jesus? Hey, aren't you that guy that's been hanging out with Jesus? Hey, aren't you that guy that's been hanging out with Jesus? Jesus denied, or Peter denied Jesus three times. And how disappointing that must have been for Peter to have felt knowing that what Jesus had said had come true. But God still used Peter to go on and be one of the great members of the first church, right? So there is something to be said for, even in our disappointments, allowing the Lord to continue to use us and be a vessel to this world, be a light. So how do we fight against disappointment? What tool does the Lord give us in these times? I want us to look at the book of John, and this can be found in chapter 15, verses 9 through 13. Verse 9 says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that you, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down his life for one's friend. So through joy, we fight disappointments. The enemy wants you to be focused on the mess-ups, either the ones you've committed or the ones committed against you. But that's not what the Lord wants for us. You need to know that God loves you despite your mess-ups, despite the people you've disappointed, despite people who've disappointed you. Jesus gave us the key. And the key is in these verses, and it says, one, to remain in my love as it as it says in verse 9. So how do we do that? Verse 10, we keep his commands. Well, what's the command? Verse 12 says, love each other as Jesus has loved us. And then in verse 11, he said, he told us that his joy, he told us all this so that his joy will be in us and that his joy, it's complete. Joy is from Jesus, not anything you or I can manufacture for ourselves. The enemy brings on disappointment, but God brings us joy. Recognize that disappointment is a tool from the enemy to cause division between you and other people, or maybe you and God. If you've struggled with this, repent of it. Repent of any sin your disappointment has led you to, surrender it to the Lord, and commit to God to recognize these attacks, and then tell others how to recognize the same thing in their lives. Remember, God has put us here and given us the instructions to love Him and to love our neighbors. 
So ask him how to show you how to live a life not about me. Okay, friends, we've made it through five tools of the enemy. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today on disappointment. And the one tool that God gives us of having joy to fight against our disappointments in life. I know I've been guilty of being frustrated, angry, or paralyzed, maybe like some of you in your disappointments. But knowing that God has given us the tool of joy helps me fight against my disappointments. Thank you for joining me today. If it was your first time, I hope you found that to be helpful. And I pray that God would just continue to use this series to help you identify these different tools that the enemy uses against us uh, to keep us from living the life that God has called us to. If you liked today's episode or any of the previous episodes, I encourage you to share it with your friends or your family. Like, subscribe, follow. You guys know what to do. You can find us on Instagram or you can shoot us an email to notaboutmepodcast at gmail.com because we would love to hear what God is doing in your life. We have one more episode left in this series before we start a new one. So join us next week for tool number six when we close out the series and we're going to be talking about doubt. And join us as we continue to navigate in this world and learn to live a life not about me.